Oh, snap. Welcome to another episode of Repeater, a little show about big songs. Today, we're talking to three great guests about three, check that, four killer songs. That's right. We're back with another multi-guest lineup for your listening pleasure. We've got comedy writers and actors, Chrissy Grubel, Corey P. Willis, and Christina Cola joining us for a jam-packed hour. Our original lineup for this live show couldn't get to the venue because the subway trains were locked down thanks to a big winter storm and a bunch of snow. But we threw together a crew of local favorites who could walk to the dang venue and have an episode to share with you today. Oh, and in case you forgot, I'm Pat and the other guy is Evan. We're your hosts and more importantly, best friends. Thanks for listening. This is Repeater. So we're going to talk to a few different guests tonight. Uh, oftentimes we talk to one guest, but we're going to talk to three different ones tonight. Um, but before we do that, we're going to talk about something we've been listening to lately, something we like to always do, just to give you guys some info on what music is either new or new to us. Um, Pat, what have you been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to... Which one do I want to go with? Oh my God, it's mm. so much music. Um, I've been listening to a lot of ambient music recently. Cause I work in an office and sometimes like it's nice to just calmly go through your day. But, uh, I found this guy, uh, his name is Olafur Arnolds, which is a fun name to say. Uh, but he did a, a project called the Chopin project where he took a bunch of Chopin songs and then recorded them on not like, not like fancy, fancy pianos. He would go to like a wine bar that had a piano in it and record it there so like you can hear that there's you can hear like the pedal creaking and it just has like a different air to it that I think is just really pretty. So I would check that out. That sounds beautiful. Thank you. Like a lot of like that kind of music doesn't have uh analog touches in it, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um I've been listening to this uh album. It's the first and last album by this band, The Frighteners. Uh they are a reggae band on Daptone Records. And I kind of got, I'd heard the album a decent amount or bits and pieces of the album, a decent amount over the last six months, maybe. Um, but I never really dug into it. And I, so I, I but I bought the album because it's really good. It's got a very uh, like early reggae sound to it, very analog sound, which is kind of like uh, the hallmark of Daptone Records. But Daptone does everything with soul pretty much. Like mm-hmm. that's their main uh, bread and butter. And this is their one reggae signing. And, but like, it's such a tragic story because it's their first and only and last album. Cause the lead singer was dying while they were recording hmm. it. Uh, like they'd already been signed to the label. They'd already been a band and they're from, uh, I think they're from Jamaica Queens, oddly enough. Um, but they, uh, right before they released the album, he got diagnosed with uh, Lou Gehrig's syndrome. Wow. And, but like went through this whole process of recording the album and it's a really like beautiful, wonderful reggae album. Uh, There's a lot of like different types of reggae, but this is very much like the early era that's built off of R&B and soul vocals and stuff like that. So it's very pretty uh, and very soulful and tragic. And Daptone lost them, their newest, like hottest 
band lost that guy and Sharon Jones within six months. So last year was like a real sad year for Daptone Records. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I mean, I know you have, but uh, go out and watch Miss Sharon Jones. It's a beautiful documentary about Sharon Jones. And uh, she was a lovely person. And she's amazing, and it's sad that we lost her. But uh, yeah, definitely worth a watch. And, yeah, and uh, while we're pitching, but I mean, like, go buy stuff from Daptone Records if you like that kind of music at all, soul, R and B. I earn it. They're like the best in the game, but they also, I think, like, could genuinely use support right now because yeah. they're like uh, they're losing people, which is a huge bummer. But they're amazing. Uh, if you have ever heard of Charles Bradley, he's also on that label. and He's kind of like one of their big names. Mm-hmm. But yeah, guys, that's the uh, sobering music we've been listening to. <laughs> the Frighteners album is actually very upbeat and fun. So there's my beer. <laughs> Goodbye. Hello, beer. You'll survive. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So check it out. It's very fun. Yeah. It's not sad like what I just described. <laughs> uh, great. So let's get started with the show. Get started with the interviews. Um, up first, please welcome to the stage Chrissy Grubel. Hello. Hello. Hi, Chrissy. Hi. Feel free to Hi. grab. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm so happy to be your second string performer yes. tonight. <laughs> I just I can't even tell you. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, Thank you for walking. Here. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Um. Awesome. Uh, have you been listening to anything in particular lately? Yes. What What have you been listening to? There's this song called Molten Light by Chad Van Galen or Gallen. It's G-A-A-L-E-N. Okay. Um, and I'm like listening to it on repeat. The like re- repeating phrase in it is she'll find you and she'll kill you. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> she, like really touches me like deeply in my soul. Um, it's like about a woman who cannot be killed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. So that's been, and I was like really excited. I was like listening to episodes while I was getting ready for this. And I was like, oh good. They'll ask me what song I've been listening to. And I like have a cool one in my back pocket. Cause I'm like, not, I'm like the worst music person. I'm so lame. Uh, that's not lame at all. That's a great tune. No, it's, Sounds it's like. awesome. Listen to it. It's so good. But all my other ones are like, I don't know. Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen to that song and then fear for your life. Get man. it. Get it. Everyone should listen to it. <laughs> I want to get the lyrics like tattooed on my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. Uh, what song did you want to talk about with us tonight? Oh, guys, it was such a, it was a, such a, it was so stressful to think about this. Um, and I know that tomorrow I want to be like, oh, this song was a better, perfect choice. Um, but I picked Hazard by Richard Marks. Another creepy song. Great. <laughs> um, we're going to do a little uh, bootleg version of what we usually do tonight. I'm just going to play you guys this song off of my phone. Um, and you're going to love it. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> That is an eerie, like... Oh, no, it's creepy as fuck. The chorus is a nightmare. <laughs> no, it's got a very long intro, too. I forgot about that. This no, song I is told you. 25 minutes yeah. long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
called Hazard. And it's a story song. <laughs> I love this so much. I don't... <laughs> I don't think it's specifically about Richard Marx, but, like, maybe about someone he knows. This sounds like the kind of song they would play in an 80s movie driving around L.A., like, kind of late at night. Oh, yeah. This is pre-chorus. <laughs> I don't know if you should... I. This is going to take a long time, I think. You're going to do another verse? Oh, I don't know. This might be, like, the chorus... There's a lot of fucking exposition in this song. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a very long story. It's like his epic poem. Okay, I, I can think like we got a taste. The, I think we got like a good taste. That was only a minute and 33 seconds, guys. <laughs> wow, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. You're never getting it back. Um, nobody, awesome. nobody thought they were leaving their house to listen to fucking Richard Marks tonight. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, yeah, no brought one. the energy up. <laughs> oh, hey. Um, uh, what is, uh, uh, what's the story behind the song or why does the song matter to you? Well, the con- the content of the song eventually, okay. So the song is about Richard Marx is singing from the perspective of like a bad boy who like moves to a town in Texas and he goes out with this girl named Mary and then she disappears and like the cops go get him. Cause they're like, Oh, you don't belong in this town. And the whole, like, later on the chorus becomes, like, I swear I left her by the river. Which, like, what? (laughs) I swear I left her safe and sound. It's like, no, you didn't. (laughs) No one, like, leaves anybody by a river safe and sound. Don't leave a woman by the river at night, ever. Like, just don't do it. Um, Which is funny, because this kind of, like, goes along with my woman who cannot be killed song. Right. Um, which that I, woman in, this, in the Richard Marx song never died. She went on she to was, be the theme of the, the subject of a different song in 2017. Yeah, I really, I like to think that she's had a long, long life. And yeah, she just left Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta leave Texas. <laughs> um, so why did I pick this song? Sure. Well, because I'm a creep. <laughs> um, no, it's it reminds me very specifically of college, mm-hmm. um, and like. I was not a, like a cool music person and like my best friend, I've had a, this same best friend since kindergarten. I still have this best friend. Um, and everyone was like, don't room together in college. Like, don't do it. It's a mistake. You guys will hate each other. And we were like, nope, we're doing it anyway. We did. It worked out great. <laughs> um, and my music tastes at the time were just like driven by her music tastes. Mm-hmm. And like her music taste was driven by like 98.3, like light FM. For, <laughs> yep. like for, I don't know why, but like she was the tastemaker in like my life and nobody, she had nobody telling her what to listen to. <laughs> um, so like she had like a ridiculously bad collection of CDs, you know, in retrospect. It was like Richard Marx. It was like Richard Marx's great. It was a lot of like greatest hits albums, but like not people who like you want to listen to their greatest hits. It was like Richard Marx's greatest hits and like Peter Satara's greatest hits, yeah. and like I, Sophie I, B. Hawkins. I used to have Brian Adams' greatest hits, and it yes. was like that's there's not too many deep tracks. He on didn't that have album. a ton of hits, did he? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so when we got to college, we were both super homesick. Like right away. We were not like 
woo, ready to party. We were just like, we are sad. <laughs> um, and it was almost like worse to room together because we were just like feeding each other's like sadness. And we were like, let's just like, oh, I don't know. Let's just like stay. Let's just like stay in the room and like listen to CDs. And it was always return <laughs> marks, um, which is like not what you associate with your like college experience. Also, I like that song came out in 1992 and I was in college in like 2001. <laughs> so like this was like way, like an old song that like your mom would like. And when you associate college with with you just think about college and you're like, oh, that's when I got cool. And it was like, no, I got like less, way less cool, like way more depressed. <laughs> So yeah, that's why I picked it. It reminds me of my best friend. I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Musical regression. Jeez. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I didn't like actually start like seeking out music on my own and like developing any kind of like opinion on it until like after college and like well into yeah. my adult life, which is weird and late. Yeah. Um. But the. That's okay. Like, it's not a bad thing. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, I mean, some people never do it, and I also think that's kind of okay. I mean, we're, like, probably snobby in a way because we have a show like this. You guys or just, like, our culture? <laughs> Everyone. But yeah. us yeah. too. Pat and I specifically. Um, yeah. But it's also, like... Some people don't, aren't into it. I remember I, this kid I used to play baseball with in high school, Ralph. Uh, I remember hey, Ralph. one time, like, senior year, being like, hey, Ralph, what kind of music do you listen to? And he was just, he looked at me, you know, plain face and just said, oh, whatever's on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, and that it, was me for so long. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and it, but it was the first, I was 18 or whatever. It was the first time in my life I was like, oh, that's, people do that. And then yeah. I, he was like, not a weirdo at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I came to discover that, like, many people are like him. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, I wish, sorry, Pat, go ahead. I'm just like talking. <laughs> it's fine. So, welcome to my show. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to say so when I was in college, one of my roommates was the kind of opposite with uh, when he would get sad and listen to music. He didn't go to old music, he went to stained. Oh my God. And that's all he listened to. Oh, thank you. And what year was this? Uh, 2004. Okay, yeah. There was like a really good moment where it was all like, yeah, kind of like yeah. songs. Yeah. <laughs> but like when you live in the same room with somebody, two of those songs in a row is more than enough. Oh, uh, yeah. And two hours of those songs is the, literally the worst thing. In my head, Stained is only two. He, they only have two songs. He only has two songs. Is he just it's a guy? It's a band. It's a and band. unfortunately, they have like many albums. <laughs> They are the pride of Worcester, Massachusetts, from everything that I understand. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Kudos well, to those good guys. To know. But yeah. yeah, no, that ultimately ended because I met a bunch of people that uh, were that way with music. They were just like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like music or whatever, and so that made me aggressively pursue finding new music. It's like I, I don't know how to process that or yeah. stand, and I need something else. <laughs> I and feel I, like there was, there was just like. Until I became like, until I hit like my mid to like later 20s, I just kind of was like floating around like, oh, like I'll like whatever my friend likes or what. Like I let other people just kind of like make all my like pop culture decisions for me. And I like didn't yeah. have any opinions, which is so weird because I'm so fucking opinionated now. <laughs> which I don't know if I just like circled back around and became like the most opinionated person in the world. <laughs> but yeah, like it was all that, that whole time, like. Like if I was like, it was the worst. I was like a, like the worst person, not because I didn't like music, but just cause like I didn't have any 
opinions. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't have that relationship, uh, like that aspect of your relationship with your best friend when you guys were in high school, right? Or were you also taking musical cues from her? Then? No, the whole time. I mean, it wasn't just her because like we were in our own little world in college. So like yes. it was her stuff. But like in high school, like it was like other friends. It was like if we were at like, we were out at like, Beach, we were like drinking on the beach and like you know all my like white stoner friends were like we have to listen to Bob Marley and I was like well, okay, right. <laughs> that's what we listened to then yep. you know or like Dave Matthews band there was a lot of Dave Matthews band running around you just gotta um, you know but then in retrospect I'm like I listen to Dave Matthews band now and I'm like oh do I like this not really <laughs> he plays for a really long time like I don't love it <laughs> yeah he also kind of sings like that, even though his style of music's really different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. That's perfect. That's a perfect, that's a, that's a perfect impression. Bought on d impersonation. <laughs> I did just find out that uh, if you... People that, like, record the shows and release the bootlegs mm-hmm. and whatever, because the band allow, the band, Dave Matthews Band, allows you to record the shows and put them out. People... They had the in-ear monitors for the shows and mm-hmm. people were getting like walkie-talkies and tuning into those frequencies and then releasing just those mics and like the chatter that was going on between the band. So not even like a show bootleg. It was just like a show Director's talking about things. kind of. Yeah. What? The, it's like the crew. Yeah. The crew and stat and yeah. talent talking about this show. That's so it's, weird. And it's so weird that it's Dave Matthews band and not like Fish. Fish, I feel like, would make more sense. No, no, no. But Dave Matthews Band are, like, the weakest, lamest form of the drug known as jam bands. Right. And (laughs) and so it is weird because, like, the stronger the drug, the more you think people would be into it. But, like, people are so into Dave Matthews Band and they're so, like, barely even in that category. I'm legitimately sweating. Guys, if whoever likes Dave Matthews Band, it's super. You can like anything you want. It doesn't matter. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a Dave Matthews Band fan in here. They're going to be like, fuck you. We had we we had somebody come on and talk about a Dave Matthews Band song. So this is well tread territory. Great, good. Because uh, I was like, I came up here and talked about Richard Marx. So like, fuck me also. Yeah. <laughs> like, but to be fair, I brought a Dave Matthews Band album to that show and gave it away for free, and no one took it. So, oh, it was American Baby, right? Yeah, the worst of the, the Dave worst Matthews of- Band albums. Like, why would you do Absolutely that? Absolutely horrible. Gotta get before these credit streets. Yeah, or under the table. Nope. Dreaming. Let's get one of their later works that was truly forgettable. <laughs> I had a friend who used to go to like all of the Dave Matthews band concerts. Mm -hmm. And like, she's just like the type of like woman now, like that people just like fall in love with her. Like immediately. She's just like very, like, I don't know. She's just like super, she has that thing, you know, people who have that thing and like bodyguards are like, you got to come backstage. She's like that (laughs) person, which like, (laughs) what's that life like? (laughs) But she like would meet Dave Matthews band and Dave, (laughs) his full name is Dave Dave Matthews band. Junior. But she would like meet Dave Matthews and he would call her like my little raindrop. And yes, like this is an actual my real little thing. raindrop. Yeah. Which I was like, immediately I'd be like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, she loved it. And she was always going backstage and he was like always flirting with her and stuff. And I was like, he's got a wife and like twins. Yeah. Like cool. You know? Yeah. And he's just Dave. like loving his lifestyle. His life, his lifestyle is so weird and unique. Uh, he goes to, work and only wears pajama pants on stage <laughs> and plays with like world-class musicians yeah. singing like kind of like crummy songs that he's written. Mm-hmm. Um, and his fans are uh, like his, not his fans, like individual people can like Dave Matthews and be wonderful 
perfect humans. Yes. But the crowd as a whole at a Dave Matthews Band concert has to be one of the worst things I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> I wish that you, there was like a whole contingent of my friends that like in high school or like high school to college at some point, but Dave, Dave, they all call him Dave. Dave. <laughs> he is. It's just a one word. So they went to the Dave concert. Dave did like a three day concert at Giant Stadium. And one of the days, it's not the day that I went. Of course I went. Fuck me. <laughs> one of the nights, one of the days that he went, during the encore, and I think he was playing like Ants Marching, like one of the, the hits, the skies opened up and it poured rain. <laughs> and you would fucking think Jesus Christ himself had come to this concert the way everyone was talking about it the day after. There was like, no, you don't understand. When that when the drum kicked in, the skies opened and it rained and we were all just dancing in the rain, soaking wet and like... <laughs> just the worst. Like, can you imagine how annoying that must have been to like be around? Yeah. <laughs> like, I would have hated it. But at the time, I would have convinced myself that I loved it. I would have been yeah. like, I love this. We're living. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Of what course. a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Woof. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I am 100% sure that your group of friends hung out with my brother's group of friends. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> my brother saw like every Dave show in New England for like six years running. Man. and They still go. I have friends yeah, who still the go. Time. They get like a party yes. bus and they go. And I'm like, you know what? Live your dreams. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone should just be like doing what they want just yeah. at, at our old age now. <laughs> I think I said this uh, when we talked about Dave on a different episode, but I've only seen him once and I went because Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings were opening. Oh, man. Talk about a high low. How did that happen? <laughs> I mean, they were like, I mean, if you're Dave, you're like, let's get good acts to open for us. Yeah. Uh, and if you're Sharon Jones, you're like, this is the biggest crowd we'll ever play for. Like yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. Um, They're so great. It was such a bummer because very few people cared that they were there mm-hmm. and were at the show. And that's, that's not be part of me They were talking. there to see Dave. They were there to <laughs> see Dave. And, uh, but they were, uh, it was, uh, we got there and like, not only in the parking lot of the actual venue, but just for blocks and blocks and blocks outside of the venue. Uh, this was Hartford, Connecticut. Um, so real, real like A plus suburban material. <laughs> Because uh, there's nothing, there's no cities anywhere around there. Uh, it was it was like a high school and freshman year college um, lacrosse conference mm-hmm. is what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, like everyone's named Tim. Everyone's named Tim. No one's not wearing a tank top. <laughs> and everyone has yeah. a beer. Uh, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was horrible. Yeah. Sharon Jones is good though. So. Sharon Jones is great. Yeah. Um, Anything else, Pat? I know. Were you guys supposed to ask me questions? I no. just came up here and just talked. <laughs> that was wonderful. We got oh. to talk about Dave a lot. We did. We did. And we completely stopped talking about Richard Marks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. You know, however it happens is however it's supposed to happen. All right. Well, there you go. Chrissy, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for having Give me, it up. guys. Woo! Joining us next on stage, please give it up for Corey Willis. Hello, 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 sir. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Yeah, get the fuck out of the way. Um, 
So, thanks for coming out, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me, too. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Uh, what's something you've been listening to uh, recently? Uh, recently, it's a snow. It's a snowy day. Mm. Um, any uh, anytime it like snows aggressively, I listen to. Uh, like I wake up and I put on the album of Snowdonia um, by uh, Daedalus, who's like one of my Ooh. favorite like electronic artists. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's just this like really great, like weird ethereal tones along with beautiful, like beautiful drums, like jazz, jazz tones. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I'm yeah. unfamiliar with it. It sounds really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah are you, just, are you familiar? Yeah. 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 I like yeah. his music a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, big, big Daedalus fan. Um, been like watching and like listening to him forever uh for fucking ever yeah um yeah rad Pretty great yeah uh what song or songs did you want to talk about tonight oh all right so it's uh it's two songs um the the first of which uh is the most recent one which is uh the hip-hop uh song that samples the original song mm-hmm. um as in, like, hip-hop, it's normally, like, yeah, everybody knows how hip-hop works. Um, <laughs> fucking, they sample stuff and put drums to it and all sorts of other fun stuff. Uh, so the uh, initial song that I listened to is a song called Troy, or T-R-O-Y. Um, they Reminisce Over, Over you, you by Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth. Uh, it's fucking incredible. It's an incredible song. Um, Let's give it a little listen to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll chat a bit. classic hip-hop intro they gotta throw like some weird like and stuff here we go This is CL Smooth rhyming over a Pete Rock beat. Um, and uh, what he's basically doing is just like, it's autobiographical. Like a lot of hip hop is autobiographical and he's doing a great job of like discussing his early childhood. So he just straight up like starts from his birth uh, and starts talking about his family. I love awesome. it. Yeah. I love it. Cool. So that's a little taste of that. Yeah. Uh, great. Yeah. How, how did the song... Find your way into its life, or uh, why, why does it matter to you now? Uh, it just kind of I, I I'm really big into mid '90s, like early to mid '90s hip hop, like the golden era of hip hop is what it's like referred to. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's whatever it's that's just a title. Hip hop is great now, and whatever uh, probably will be in the future. Um, but I got involved with this just by listening to like old college radio shows. You would hear the same few artists come up and every once in a while they do like a station ID break. Uh, but for the most part, they wouldn't tell you who the artists were. So you would yeah. just kind of have to like figure it mm-hmm. out some way. Um, so every once in a while you'd, you'd hear like the same cuts over and over and over again. And once in a while they'd like come off of a break and it'd be like the end of the song. And they'd be like, oh, that's a great cut by Pete Rock and CL Smooth uh, called T-R-O-Y. And I'd be like frantically running to grab anything <laughs> uh, to scribble it down. Um, but I used to actually, uh, I would, my friend and I, like my best friend, still my best friend, uh, we would alternate on Fridays and Saturday nights. And then if we could get away with it uh, and didn't have too much homework, we do it on Sunday nights too. Um, 
we would tape the radio stations. Mm. So like I would tape, um, and I grew up outside of Albany. So we'd tape like the SUNY Albany um, and WRPI stations. Uh, And they would, we would basically tape them, fall asleep. We would set alarms because we knew like the tapes would cut out at 90 minutes. Um, (laughs) So you'd like wake it up, like wake yourself up to turn the tape over and make sure that we caught everything. Um, and that was a way that I like eventually discovered this song was off of one of those tapes. Mm. Um, and it's just like been in my life ever since. Uh, and I yeah. love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do, uh, taping like that, but like for like the single songs, cause my car in high school, we o- I only had a tape deck. So you'd get the tape and I didn't even think to count like how many minutes I had recorded. So a lot of the song, like a lot of the tapes, the last song would only be like two of the five minutes of the song. Yeah, so I, yeah. I knew those two yeah. minutes really well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last three, I was like, I've never heard this before. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's like, it was the best that I loved. Yeah. Um, and like with Shazam and Spotify and all like these amazing programs now, um, it kind of takes away Pandora. Sorry, don't mean to leave off Pandora. <laughs> any, any Pandora execs out there? Um, <laughs> please sponsor uh, us. Sponsor us, yeah, please, sponsor, please, please. Yeah. <laughs> we're, I'm trying. We, we're I'm your trying. next radio program yeah, after yeah. our Questlove show. It's <laughs> then us. <laughs> hey, dream big. Dream big. Um, but uh, it was, uh, it's, it's definitely something that just like, uh, this stuck with me. Uh, I, I had this... Um, it's happened like a couple of times in, you know, when shit happens in your life and it just seems like it lines up. Um, that often happens with music with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just cause that's, I base a lot of my life off of music. Cause I've just, I love music so fucking much and always have. Um, and I had a moment where I went out to California, uh, and like landed, my friends picked me up and we were just bullshitting. We were catching up. We hadn't seen each other in a couple of years. Uh, and they just like, we're like, Oh, uh, let's throw the radio state. Let's like throw the radio on. We're like driving into San Diego and they turned that shit on. And it was the first song that came on. Wow. Um, huh. and it was just one of those moments of like, Oh, this shit, of course, this is what song came. Like, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then we all just shut the fuck up, <laughs> uh, and like did like the arm out the window the whole time. And just like. <laughs> Mm, yeah yeah it was yeah that's uh, awesome yeah precious moments like that um i love that yeah uh so like uh this kind of phase it sounds like of you got of you and your friend uh taping stuff off the radio mm-hmm. that uh i don't want to like read too much into it but to me it's like that's like one of those eras where you're just super fucking into something and yeah. so you kind of um you you kind of there's like uh some of it's like a deep dive but some of it's also just like that's how you want to spend your time you know, you're oh, yeah. a, a bit obsessive, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, so is that something that, uh, like, how long of your life would you say that, like that was like, kind of dedicated? I guess towards what would that have been like college radio, hip hop? You know, um, hmm. it's hard to say uh, because because music is so much a part of my life. Yeah. Um, I've, I it's still very much that. Like to this day, I still spend hours like each day. This is pathetic little window into my life. Uh, I'm like (laughs) a fairly busy person uh, and I stay up and like lose sleep because I'm either one looking for new music. um, I go down a rabbit hole and find stuff like and I often don't use Pandora or any of these other services. I just try and like to like weave my way into stuff. Um, I don't really know how to be more explicit than that, but. 
uh, I like to kind of like make my own way through music. Um, and I'll spend an hour or two just about every day either looking up music uh, or uh, categorizing my own music. Mm. Uh, I have, uh, I'm 35 and I came of, uh, I came of internet age uh, pretty much right after Napster became uh, mm -hmm. a thing. Yeah. Uh, and I promptly filled up like every hard drive I could get my hands on <laughs> with every music and would just search through like some random, like I'd like, you could search through other people's files. So you'd be yeah. given access to other people's files. Mm -hmm. So I'd like find some person in Bulgaria with like 10,000 files and I just download all of them. <laughs> um, I still haven't gone through all of the music. I don't like, I literally don't even know what most of it is still. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, last I checked, I have something like 50,000 file folders worth <laughs> of, uh, yeah. Yeah, worth man. Of yeah. That's it's, serious. It's, I, like I said, I really... Yeah, I love that. Uh, I, I love music. It's so this everything. is this is one that has like stuck. It's here. It's around. It's yeah. a pervasive part of your life because, like, I know you through the comedy world, and I'm like, that's something where I know for a fact people like go in phases with like obsessions about like maybe one part of that world or another. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I've. Um, oh, yeah. If you want to get into the individual parts of that, like, I've sure. like, gotten into making music. I've gotten mm -hmm. into, uh, um like uh dissecting music which is actually part of the the second thing uh the second yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Um so with hip hop like I was saying everything is sampled uh mostly uh mm -hmm. but it, there's a lot of sampling that's happening and um I again have kind of searched out samples and gone out of my way to do this uh before the the true golden age of the internet for me is right now you can just find everything uh, <laughs> yeah. with music that's how i like categorize like i sit there with multiple screens open <laughs> categorizing it's pathetic um <laughs> uh but i found this uh this song is tom scott and it's the song that is sampled um in that uh so this is gonna be this is a it's this is it um so you can kind of hear like elements of that song uh, that we were listening to originally. Uh, and then it gets into this beautiful vocal part. Which like I just fell in love with all on its own. I was like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> what is this? I think that's like the really cool thing about sample culture. And like mm -hmm. somebody like Daedalus or Prefu73 who takes it and takes something like this and is able to chop Two it up. friends of mine. I love them. They're so... Well, Preview 73 is, like, what really got me into, like, electronic music. Yeah. And, like, ambient and stuff because... Yeah. He takes, like, like a lot of jazz tracks and stuff and, like, takes, like, the vocals... Prefusion 1973 <laughs> jazz is what he's... He's called uh, Prefuse hello. 73. It's from... He gets all of his samples from Prefusion... 1973 so jazz. Happy. I just learned something. Damn, dude. Uh, yeah, but he takes the pro. vocals. We got a pro. Like, we got a pro. Yeah, I'm a fucking geek with this shit. <laughs> well, it makes me so. It's so cool because he was the first person I ever heard take vocals and then chop them up in a way where the vocals were then the drum beats. Yes. And I was like, I didn't. You can do that. Yeah. Are you talking you about biz? Are you talking about the beatboxing on like Busy Signal or? Yeah. I'm sorry. We're now yeah. getting into like. Yeah. No, I mean, it's fuck Let's you guys. Get uh, into uh, it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But um, I heard that and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it's insane. And that, and that, that's like the beautiful thing is that um, with internet culture, hip hop kind of opened up to everybody. Uh, yeah. And he is like, he was born out of like the Dirty South, uh, like, like track making. He was just making beats and like drum tracks and shit for people uh, around like old, like outcasts, like all those guys way back then who all fell off. We're all having uh, prefuse make beats for him. Um, and he got like, he was like, yeah, I'm fucking bored. I want to do my own shit. So he started chopping up other people's shit uh, and was like, oh, fuck this. I would rather make my own stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But he's great. Um, yeah. That's like, that's yeah. He's like. so much fun. That's that. so cool. Yeah. So you also like came to really love this other song because you knew it through the sample. Right. Um, so if you, I mean, you, can we play? Can we yeah. Because it'll uh, eventually we we'll get to the actual sample that is very recognizable um yeah all right so this is like sort of the horn that you heard at the beginning of the other song and then the way pete rock uh cuts it up like it's the tiniest you'll see it's the tiniest little portion of this song that he then makes into like this perfect hook um and it's done in such like an unassuming way that it's just it's it like blows my fucking mind. Um, every time, like every time I hear it, like it. So this is. I'll shut up. And then just goes away for the rest of the song. It was just this <laughs> one perfect moment. So like. Yeah. Think about it. And this is like some old hippie fucking rock shit. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can see this. <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys can see like, this, but it is like a truly lame. It, it says uh, the the honeysuckle breeze, Tom Scott and the honeysuckle breeze with the California dreamers. And he is laying down in a bunch of honeysuckle yeah. and hay. Yeah. And he is on his back playing the saxophone with one knee kicked up in the air. Yeah. That's amazing. That's the it's album. Beautiful. Like, and this was discovered and lame. like, inch, like I, he... This is Pete Rock, and Pete Rock is like a hip hop, like a like very dark skinned hip hop mm-hmm. dude who you would never suspect had like rooms full of records with hippie white dudes playing <laughs> fucking saxophone on a daisy, like <laughs> like that's just not something. Which is like so that's that's what sample culture is so like it fascinates me so much, um, uh, and it can be like such a wonderful eye opening experience and such like a cross pollination of cultures um, mm. that it just, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, we could probably talk to you for another like, yeah, two no, hours I'm gonna, yeah, this. sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Give it up thank for Corey you. Willis. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. you have to clap the whole time. <laughs> clap the it's whole okay. time. Play them off, Sam. So take my time. <laughs> my time. He's milking that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was, Awesome. Damn, Corey, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, our third and final guest for the night. Please welcome to the stage, Christina Cola. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, guys. Hello. What's up, Cola? Welcome Nothing. back. Yeah, welcome I back. know. I feel like I was... Uh... You are on the last step. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm popular. Back to back, and yeah. that's how we like it. Uh, yeah. Sick. What uh? What have you been listening to recently? So recently, uh, I was listening to I've been listening to Killer Queen a lot Ooh, yeah, from yeah. Queen, mm-hmm. and 
in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, I like, it was one of those songs that I like always loved, but like I heard again in a movie trailer that I watched mm. and I was just like, oh, this song is awesome. And like, if you really want to feel like pumped up and like <laughs> awesome, like walking down the street, just like put on Killer Queen. Like you can like walk to that like, <laughs> opening beat and it, you just feel like, hell yeah. Like nice. I'm about to fuck shit up. Yeah, I uh, I love a good walking song. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, especially one that like, you know, like puts you in like a like good, like ambitious, like here we go. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mean like uh, sad walking songs. Those yeah. are really different. <laughs> well, yeah. That's what I've been listening to. Sad walking songs. What's a good, what's a good sad walking song? Oh my God, a good sad The first thing song. I thought of is that Dumbass Green Day song. <laughs> I walk alone these uh, days on the boulevard of broken. Yeah, that one. Boulevard uh, of broken dreams. I think that's. I think that's, that's the one. The, the number one. Yeah. That is the number one. They wrote it. They're like, we just need a sad walking <laughs> song. It's the one and only sad walking song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that one's probably actually a really lame one to listen to. Um, yeah, but that's what I was thinking of. Do you have yeah, one, Pat? Uh, no, just my ambient kick of music recently because I was walking around Manhattan. It's like you're walking through a weird drama. Yeah. Uh, Don't you feel like ambient music last times could like be happy or sad and it just depends on how you feel? Well, I work in Midtown, so... So sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. Great. Perfect. Uh, cool. What song did you want to talk to us about? Uh, so I have the song, it's called The Shakes by this band, uh, The Menzingers, which, uh, cool. I love. I've been listening to them a really long time. Uh, I have it yeah, yeah, up yeah. here. Uh, sweet. We'll play a bit of it here. Yeah. That's a cool album cover. This is a, this is a split EP. Also a good walking song. Said buy some booze for breakfast. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was pretty much the chorus. Yeah, uh, <laughs> cool. It starts with the chorus. Uh, That's, uh, I love that. Yeah. Um, cool, cool. So, uh, it's like, so it's like, obviously it's about like waking up so hungover that like you're shaking and you need like hair of the dog. Mm-hmm. But uh, it also like this song specifically reminds me of my really good friend from college, TJ. Uh, we were... Uh, I was in a sorority in college and uh, we used to have like these like uh, formals. I went to college here in New York in Brooklyn and there wasn't like a, I didn't dorm or anything. So like all this stuff was just like on campus. It was a very different, like, uh, like Greek life experience than probably like what you would yeah, think yeah, at an like away a big school. old frat house or right, sorority exactly. house or whatever. Um, those are illegal in the state of New York. Um, Sweet. Well, at least in like the, the, the city area. Yeah. 
But um, but so like every uh every like at the end of the school year, we'd have like these uh, formals where we just kind of like have a big party and like a mm-hmm. uh, like a dinner party. Like so, you had to get dressed up, and then like people usually like spent the night in like the hotel. It was like a hotel at Weehawken, like New Jersey. It wasn't <laughs> anything like uh, super fancy, but uh, it just reminded me is I took my friend TJ once as like a as a friend as like a date, and uh, we were like really good friends. We always used to party a lot together. And like, I remember waking up at like nine in the morning and just like moaning, like not being able to like move how like sick I felt. And he's just like, you okay? And I'm just like, no. And I just hear him roll over and like crack, like the the sound of a beer can open. (laughs) And he just like rolls over to me in bed. He goes, here you go, Basie. Base was my pledge name. It was terrible name. Uh, He's and I'm just like, and it made me laugh so hard. I, it's just something like so funny about this dude just like casually just pulling a beer <laughs> out of like his, out of the like, nightstand and just like placing it next to me. It's like, there you go. <laughs> Feel better. Um, so that's kind of like every time I hear that song, like I always think of my friend TJ. <laughs> that's just, like such a lovely memory, but to also like be associated with a song that's yeah about like getting super fucked up and feeling bad. Yeah. Oh, the shakes, <laughs> the shakes themselves are the uh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it almost like surprising to you? Like, where did you get a beer from? Or was that like a known? <laughs> or was, his was that unsurprising? Just a refrigerator. Well, I didn't know. I'm pretty. So we did have like one of those like little hotel fridges in mm, that room, okay. uh, but there was definitely not one next to the bed. Like I don't. <laughs> I think like I felt like he just like stuffed a bunch either under the bed or like you know how like those little stands usually have like a shelf mm-hmm. yeah. below it. Like maybe he just had something. He just. But it, that's also what was so funny to me because like I didn't know where on earth he like. <laughs> produced this from it was just like it appeared and to save me i guess i don't know did it save you did it help at all uh well i definitely felt like throwing up so like i could not drink it uh (laughs) (laughs) so i kind of just like like half took sips and i was just like i think i'm just gonna go get water yes that's the smart decision yeah um that reminds me of this time i uh i was a i was after like a company holiday party also staying in a hotel one year and uh, king size bed, guys. Yes. Um, pretty big, pretty huge, pretty sick. Um, <laughs> and I woke up and like, you know, woke up. You're in a hotel room, so you're like, oh right, I'm in, I'm in a hotel room. I'm not at home. And then I heard like giggling, and I like rolled over because I had totally forgotten that my friend Brad was in bed with me the whole night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He like lived in Boston. The party was in Boston. He like lived there and he just like didn't want to go home for the night. And I forgot that at like 4 a.m. I got up and like like latched my door open and Brad just like came and stayed there for the night. Uh, What a pleasant surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Just the giggles of my pal Brad waking me up in the morning. Yeah, no, that's a, that, I mean, that's, I feel like I've done that before too. Like I was at a wedding once in Staten Island at a hotel and it was a dominatrix wedding. It was really cool. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, actually it was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my friend married a dominatrix and uh, it was, it was actually a very like 
regular wedding. It, we thought it was going to be like a lot more interesting than it actually was. <laughs> but uh, I think what was more interesting was everyone acting insane in the, uh, like my friends acting insane in the hotel and having nothing to do with this type of wedding <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but like normal, like people, by, I invited another couple to come and stay in my hotel room and not in like a, like a like a weird like like not in like a sexual way just like it was like yeah come on like you weren't invited but you live in staten island you should just come to the hotel <laughs> and i was like already blackout like when i invited them <laughs> so then she was like all right but like we have to take the bus i was like get on the bus <laughs> um <laughs> so they what showed the fuck up what are you waiting for <laughs> I was get like, on the bus was like the bus runs all night it's like midnight Uh, so they got on the bus came to like the Hilton in Staten Island and they come up to the room and uh, they so they they whatever started you know join the party or whatever and then they got into a fight in the middle of the night in my hotel room Mm -hmm. and they were like screaming at each other and like slamming doors and I was just like (laughs) fuck (laughs) it's just like laying there like hating all my decisions uh yeah, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Hey guys, come enjoy a special evening with me. Uh, please don't fight with each other. In the hey, would you come fight at this you. wedding? What? Yeah, like what pissed me off more was that the next morning they were like very chill about it. They were just like, uh, like being like, "Were we silly last night?" And I'm just standing there like with a horrible hangover, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, I got like no sleep." And like they're just like sitting on like a chair, being all cuddly and cute with each other, and I'm just like, "Go home, <laughs> get back on the bus, and leave me." <laughs> get on the bus. <laughs> we uh, in college, I lived in Rochester and uh, came home for the holidays and went back to Rochester, got to the apartment and we lived on the second floor and the railing for the staircase to go upstairs was torn off the wall. And uh, one of our bathrooms was broken. And I was like, what happened here? Also somebody had been sleeping in my bed, which was super cool. Um, (laughs) And our, the roommate that we had was like, Oh yeah, yeah. We had a party. It was totally fine. Like, what? He was like, well, I mean, yeah, the railing's kind of broken, but that's hilarious and whatever. And I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, I mean, the worst part was somebody threw a cinder block through my car window. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it was a fun party. <laughs> what was happening? Property damage is fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, like I, so great. I don't think this is like a hot take or anything, but what a fun party is when you're like 20 versus what a fun oh. party is when you're 30 are just like yeah. very different. Is- yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> That is so true. Uh, and like not when you're, even in like a totally lame way. It's not just like the type of thing. It's like, oh, well, we all sat around and uh, had wine. And <laughs> I just mean like you're way more accepting of bullshit when you're 20. Totally. Oh, my God. I I'm, Somebody Christ. lit off a firecracker in that same apartment. Yeah. See, exactly. That's exactly the kind yeah. of stuff. At that sa- so at that same wedding, this was quite the <laughs> wedding. In fact, this is why I think I don't like weddings is because like nothing will ever live up to what happened at this wedding. Uh, so we're leaving and we were driving. I was going with someone who was driving a bunch of us home and they were like, you have to help me get uh, my friend Mike down to the car. And I'm just like, why? He's like, he can't move. So he, he, uh, he can't move. So I was, I was, I saw this person completely mobile the night before. And uh, apparently, so <laughs> This guy was known for always like 
getting too uh, too drunk at his own parties that he would throw when we were like just hanging out at his house in Brooklyn. So in his hotel room, he decided to do the same thing. Uh, so like it got to a point where he was like, everybody get out of my room. It was like late and like he was too drunk and just wanted to like go to bed or whatever. But he had spilled a bunch of beer on his bathroom floor in there. Uh, so when he went, <laughs> went in there, he slipped and fell backwards and oh. cut his back open <laughs> on on the soap dish that sticks out of the shower. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's really really funny now, and also because I didn't have to deal with like yeah. cleaning it up. Uh, but like my friend who was sober that was staying in his room was like, they called an ambulance. He didn't want to get in the ambulance. Well, first he told him to call an ambulance, but then it got there and he was like, no, I don't want to go. And he's like, this is like $2,000. You have to get in this ambulance. Uh, so they went to the hospital. He was drunk. So they couldn't like numb him to like stitch Mm -hmm. him up. Uh, so this doctor, she just like put 36 stitches in his back. Uh, he was hitting on her the entire time. Of course. So she was being extra forceful with her <laughs> stitching. Uh, and then the, the hospital told him, I was like, okay, like we really think you should stay overnight. You're intoxicated. Like this is going to be very painful when you sober up in the morning. He's like, I paid for a hotel room. I'm not staying overnight. <laughs> so he signed his release form, got on a bus, <laughs> came right back to the hotel. So I go downstairs in the morning and he's just laying like this in the bed, like can't move. There's blood on everything. Uh, like the sheets, like in the uh. bathroom. And he's just like, I can't move. And I was just like, okay, well, we're going to get you down to the car. And like the whole ride, he just sat like super stiff in the, in the passenger seat. My friend's going over like every pothole on like Highland Boulevard in Staten Island. So... Uh. My friends are idiots. I'm my former friends. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, you're still friends with though? TJ, I am still friends with. He's a delightful guy. Shout out to TJ. Shout out to TJ. What's up, TJ? Cola, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. This was a wild ride. <laughs> Give it up for... Whoa, baby. What a fun show. You can follow all of our guests on Twitter to see what they're up to and what makes them laugh. You can follow Chrissy Grubel at Chrissy Grubel, Corey P. Willis at Burn Corey Burn, and Christina Cola at Pop Rocks and Cola. Oh, boy. Anytime I get to talk about Dave Matthews' band, I know it's going to be a dang good episode. Add in a couple of bad hangovers, and you've got yourself a show. Yeah, I was a little more into the parts about friendship, sample culture, and music geekery, but to each their own. Just know this, Pat. There is no escaping Dave. Until next time, hit repeat. Evan, put a Dave Matthews Band shirt on. Repeater is hosted by Evan Forbarden and Patrick Cartelli at QED in Astoria, Queens, a place to show and tell. Find out more at QEDAstoria.com. Our show is supported in part by Hi-Fi Records and Cafe in Astoria. Visit them from wherever you are at hi-fi-records.com. Editing by Stephen Garvey. Theme music by The Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeaters.